0: Hey there, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like it does every week, Benjamin Little.
1: Yes, yeah, good, good to be here. And I, Can I just be honest, straight off the bat, this I have an expectation for this show that this potentially could be the, the greatest interview we've ever done.
0: That's a big call, mate. That's a big call. Yeah. A big call. Something in the air. <laughs> I, like it, I like it. That's a great <laughs> positive way to start this chat. Yeah, no. Nah. Let's talk about our guest this week, Benny. He's... Um, he made his debut for South Sydney in 2014. Our guest will go on to claim an NRL premiership in his first year. Uh, he played 61 games across his career before injuries struck him down in 2018. I believe he is still playing. Uh, so he's now living in Queensland. Kirisomi plays for the Ipswich Jets, Queensland Cup, and spends time developing junior league players through his coaching business, which I can't wait to hear about tonight. Our guest on the Spirit of Sport is former NRL player Kyrgyzomi Ava. Somi, welcome to the Spirit of Sport. Woo. How are you, mate? Did I miss you. You been well?
2: Yeah, mate. I've been well. It's um, it's been quite a journey, obviously leaving the games uh, back back in '18. But no, it's been good. Went away, did some voluntary work, and just getting back into the swing of things.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to hear all about that. Let's start off though. Your your old team that you won a premiership at, South Sydney. Actually, both. Some you were at Parramatta as well, but your old team, South Sydney, you won a comp there, broke the drought. You've seen them this week. What do you think their chances are?
2: Oh, mate, they. Look, to be honest, um, obviously followed them um, since I left the game. Yeah. This season, I didn't think they were going so well. Um, they had a bit of a up and go time uh, during the Origin period, but they they seem to be picking up. Right at the end of the business, end of the season. So they played well last week,
0: um, but uh, they're going to have to step up another gear to obviously get over the the reigning premiers. And what about the blue and gold? What's your, th- what's your thoughts on them going into this week against the Cowboys?
2: Man, I really hope they they get it they get it done this year. Um, obviously, the last few years they've they've always missed out, but um, they got a good core. They got good spine. Um out of the two I I do um the two teams I do feel like Eeyores are playing really good dominant football at the moment.
0: Yeah,
1: agreed. Yeah, it seems like if there's any year they're gonna do it this year this year's the one. It is. It is. Now what's, yeah. What's your um your your take on Luttrell? Obviously there's a lot of pressure on him to continue to to grow in his leadership, how do you think he's going with that on and off the field? Just from what you're seeing and hearing,
2: uh, just, just from the outside looking in. Um, obviously, with the marquee player of his stature, he's got a lot on the shoulders. Obviously, he's the marquee player at ourselves, and obviously
0: the NRL.
2: And he does a lot of stuff in the community, so there is a lot of pressure for someone like him to obviously. Be that person to for young kids looking up, and also from the sponsorship and the business side of it. Um, I think he's handling it the way he's handling it
0: um, personally, and so
2: whatever makes him tick, I guess.
1: Mm.
0: Let's um, let's take a journey way back to when you were a bit younger, mate. How did you get involved in the sport to start with, and um, was it always a dream of yours to play in the NRL? Um, I
2: guess it was just. For me, it was just to play footy with mates. Um, yep. I, was, I was born in Samoa, so the game was for was Union. Um, the dream was actually to, to be an All Black. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I moved to New Zealand as a young kid. And then um, the, the, the footy club that was closest to me was a rugby league club. And so me and my mates would just walk down to the club, do trainings on Monday and Wednesdays. And then it kind of just stuck. Um, but then when I came over to Australia in my early teens, the um, the school um, was a union school, a, a private school, G, a GPS school, and so I had to play union for, for those years. But then I got... Um, I signed up with an agent, um, and then I signed like a scholarship deal with the of the Storm, and so regardless of those years playing Union, I was always going to go back to League when I finished school, so that's how it kind of happened, and then moved down to the Storm to do my history ball, and the Toyota Cup years when, when those comps were on,
1: and then, yeah, just stuck to
0: it. Yeah.
1: Was there a moment for you when you when you thought, oh, yeah, this, this could be it, I could make a career out of this? Um yeah, it was my last year of twenties.
2: Um and so a lot of the guys were going up and down from training with the first grade team down at Storm and I would only go up and to train with them now and then it wasn't as often as the other guys and and that that led a fire in me, like, man, this is this could be a career for a few years and yeah. And also I love footy and I love playing, but that that feeling of getting left out um, from going up and down to train was the first grade team. That really, I'm like, man, I, I know I'm good enough. Yeah. And so that lit that fire in me, it's like, man, I'm going to make a career out of this. And so, yeah, I, um, the pathway was to, to leave, to play first grade for me at, at that time.
0: Yeah.
1: It's so true, isn't it, that a, that a setback or not making a team or not getting chosen can be the, the perfect trigger or catalyst for that, you know, defining moment for yeah. an individual. How how was that? Um, kind of tell us a bit about that 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 process for you. Yeah, so
2: I guess my journey was I was always picked for rep sides. Yeah, so even playing union, I I played in the Queensland Sixteens, and then I made the Australian Schoolboys team in my last year at school, and then when I first got out of school. I made the start of Origin on the 18s for Queensland, and then made the first team for Queensland in the first, on the 20s, um, Origin. And so, for me, not going up and down, especially with like my rep history as a young kid, and then not getting the opportunity to train with the first grade consistently, that was like, oh man. like <laughs> these guys haven't made these sides I've, I've been in, so yeah. that was my mindset. I was like, "Man, what's going on?" Yeah. And, and so that that was really like that moment for me where I was like, "Man, it's it's not so much what like what I've done previously, the talent or whatever. It's like, oh man, I really got to show these guys why I made these teams." And so. Mm. I felt yeah, that was a setback in a way where man, my worth as a footy player is not really being seen and I'm not getting the attraction that I should be.
0: And yeah. so yeah, that that really made me think, Oh man, I gotta get working here. Yeah, and you um you talk about having to leave to make it you know, in the NRL. You go to South Sydney yeah. and mate, they run, right enough to to be so dominant and to not only win a grand final, but win it as well as you guys did. What, what was that feeling like? Obviously, um, I never done it. Have you ever won a grand final, at the Hills uh,
1: Hornets? Yeah, it was state champs under eighteen.
0: Thanks for bringing <laughs> it up. Nineteen ninety nine.
1: I don't like talking about it, but if you go into the stadium, take a right. There's a banner up there. Just yeah, it's on your left. Like they retired <laughs> the <laughs> jersey. Yeah, up there. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate talking about it.
0: Yeah. But. Uh, well, <laughs> but yeah, Tommy, you explain to the listeners what that feeling's like. You know, like I said. I've seen so many grand finals. Everyone loved a tight contest. Like I look back at the games, like um, you know, Cowboys, uh, who they beat? Cowboys beat um, Broncos, and that was a classic grand final. And yeah, those close was was good. good. But as a player, there'd be there must be an amazing feeling when you won a game, and you with 15 minutes to go, you know, you know we won this. There's no anxiety. You just get to enjoy that last 15 minutes. What was that feeling like?
2: Yeah. Oh man. You like legit for me when I was on the field we were up like 12 or 14 to 6 and then i think i scored with like seven minutes to go and i and then when Reynolds kicked the the conversion from the sideline i was like holy crap this is it like <laughs> yeah th- they could still score like obviously things can happen in footy with less than 5 minutes ago i was, i was almost there and celebrating but then when George scored right after me. I was like, "God, who cares now?" Like, I in my head, I already clocked off the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was... And then when Gi scored the last try, I was like, and then I think Reynolds scored before him. Uh, yeah, when the, when we when we just flooded the gates after that. Yeah, oh. I, my mind was already on like, man, because like for me personally, my journey to to first grade, um, and everyone has their own story, but. I, I remember just trying to fight my way in. I had to wait, I had to do a four year apprentice through the Um, and some stuff going on and then just, yeah, it was just for me personally, it was just a big year. Um, a lot of sacrifice had to be made and this and that. And so, yeah, that moment in the game, I just thought, I thought back to all the things that were said about me, all these people coming out of the woodworks and um just the, the the suffering you go through in pre-season and what the coaches think of you and that moment right there
0: it just nullifies the, all those feelings the yeah. negative feelings yeah and that it, it was just so special that's so that is special mate and that you're exactly right so you get to reflect and think about the journey that got you there mate you had some pretty special people um in your team as well. What was it like playing with GI and, and Sammy Burgess and those leaders in that team that really led the way that year?
2: Yeah. no, Oh, man. They were really great people, great athletes. Um, led the way, of obviously, with the values of the team and obviously showcasing that at training or away from the field. Um, Sammy is a really... He's a really charismatic, like real influential person. He just says a lot, makes you feel good every time you talk to him. Sato's a bit more quieter, but when he speaks, he's one of those people that when you speak, you listen. So it was really good for me as a young black coming in, experiencing different type of leaders and being just led by them. Um, I remember I think it was my first training, and obviously Jay being an outside back and me playing in the centers. <laughs> I remember I was riding a ball off of him, and, um, and I still didn't know how G.I. played, and so I didn't know which lines to, to head and whether I should. Yeah, and so we ran this block play, and I kind of went on over's line, but he wanted me on like on an under's line. <laughs> <laughs> As I was veering out to obviously expect the ball from, he just he was like, "Sorry, I I kind of just stopped." I was like, "Holy crap!" (laughs) (laughs) That like that really shocked me, and I was like, "Holy crap!" But then obviously after that, I went up to him after training. I was like, "Oh man, really sorry. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what you what you wanted me to do." And then he pretty much just spent like the next. 15-20 15-20 minutes just talking about lines of where to run like if he's running this way he expect me. Like he just really taught me like how he would play and so me adjusting to that like he really took me to school after that, that training run and so that was one of my earliest memories working with GI and obviously cool. man, that was special for me and um, that really helped me obviously gel with him um, as the pre-season and obviously the Mm. the pending season coming up so but you, yeah it was special
0: you look at like um you know i was watching the, the jordan, michael jordan documentary a while ago and you could all those high performing athletes that you know are standouts in their field and a lot of them are like they have that personality where they demand excellence and they you know they could be seen sometimes as um you know kind of you know reacting in a strong way but a lot of them is just because yeah. they they perform at such a high level they want others around them to be at that level so they kind of expect excellence. And I think that's what breeds success. And you look at you know, the success G.I. had in his career and a lot of that had to do with, I guess, how good he was but also what he expected from the guys around him.
2: Oh, yeah. And that's so... Like, yeah, I, I've seen the docker as well and it, it resonates with all, a lot of athletes and or former athletes yeah. and current athletes because it's just what's expected and if you're outside of that perspective looking in, like, it kind of feels like they're being mean or they're being too harsh. But when you're in, in the environment, like, it's just what's expected. And um, obviously, he's been a knowledge player, like a legend for Australia, rugby league. And so he knows how to get there. Mm. And if you're this young dude coming in thinking, like, you know better, or you're probably not going to last long. But, yeah, got it's one of those things where you've got to cop it on the chin, take your learnings, and obviously work your way through
1: it yeah would you say the reason that you listen to him and his words are so weighty is because of his his credibility and um the the respect that you genuinely have for him because because of his journey oh yeah 100% now um yeah sorry yeah with um with with sammy and um gi and the standard that they held was it something that they talked about and then held the team kind of accountable to it? Or was it more just a a natural or organic thing? Tell us a bit about how how they led there
2: yeah obviously we most teams or all teams they they have values for the team, and how would they want to be portrayed on and off the field and so we'd have a few meetings throughout pre season and then I think just before just before our pre-season ended or to start the season, we'd have this big meeting. We'd all get into um, as a group, and then you have some of the, the management guys there, and then we come up with the theme for the year. Mm. Um, and I think that that year we had a theme to win the moment, cool. and and that also extends to your home life and we had all, a few values to, to live by, and then after that it's rarely spoken about right because the leadership they would obviously lead the front of and then if if one of the guys is like kind of stepping out of line they'll probably maybe have a quiet word with him but then it just ends there that's it no one mm-hmm. no one else needs to know and so it kind of just flowed from then on from that big meeting and then obviously you you have your your moments throughout the season where one of the blokes will be this or that and obviously just bring them back in. So, it was, yeah, it was really it was a tight-knit ship and it was, it was run like that. And if someone was ever um, lacking, then it will be dealt with appropriately. And so, yeah, it was, it was really nice to experience
0: that as a young bloke coming in with leaders that lead and, and whatnot. Yeah, and... So when you talk about um, you know being a leader, you, as you get older in your career, you, obviously, you start to turn into a leader yourself. In 2017, you make a move to go from South to uh, Para Eels. Was it South you came from? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was the reason for that move? Why did you make the jump?
2: Yeah. So um, obviously, with
0: with my profile
2: growing, I did a deal with the pressure too well, and um, I can't remember now, but I think I, I signed a marquee kind of contract with sales
0: mm.
2: and then with all the, the extra media attention and all the interviews and all of that, it, I didn't know how to handle that. And so I kind of turned to the party life a bit more and it was my, it was kind of like my coping mechanism. Mm. And so um, I think it was, it was just... It was, I think it was just after we played the E, at was it a and Z? I went out for, obviously, a night out, and um, I didn't stop till Sunday, and then I went into training. And then the uh, Asada came in, but I, I tried to contravene the process, and so the piss ended up being clean, but it was, it was that I tried to contravene the process, and so... I got um, I got suspended for 12 weeks and I, I got sent off to do some rehab and education. Mm. And so, I did that in Melbourne and then, um, yeah, that was a tough, I think it was for five, four or five months I did that for. It was probably one of the hardest things I did. Yeah. Um, I... was like, everything got stripped away from me. Obviously, the career, um, my whole... I think it was one night we did a session and went through my phone book and basically just wiped out, like, almost my whole phone book. And the whole purpose of that was just, just... See who actually mattered for the career and who didn't. And if they didn't make the cut, then delete the number. And so... Yeah, a lot of a lot of them were my mates, and um, the psych, uh, the psychology, who I did it with, they she she was like, that nah, doesn't benefit you. This guy does benefit you, and so really? yeah, just end up deleting number after number after number, and so yeah, um, it was it was one of those things where I had to relearn a lot of basic skill um, because I obviously. I shot up to rugby league and kind of forgot what actually got me there in the first place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, like this, this like tough, tough time where you, you know, in a way you hit rock bottom, but it was like, sounds like a bit of a wake up, a wake up call to you looking back on it now. What are some of those, those learnings and those, those things that, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot
2: of, um, just, the skills you learn at home right
1: um
2: i remember watching this um graduation speech by it was, it was by an admiral i forget his name but it's titled if you want to change the world um oh i didn't think that's
1: <laughs> but anyway like it, change it's yourself much, or something you to, starts with you kind of thing
2: yeah it's, if you want to change the world you got to start from the home you got and right. then he names all these tasks that you can do. And I remember one distinctly. And he said, start off by making a bed every morning. Yeah. It's a simple task, but it builds that discipline and builds that structure. Yep. And then one by one, you, you get the simple task done first and then you move to the next. And then you go out to the world, your job, career, whatever. And, he said, "By off chance, if you come home, you come home to a made bed made by you."
0: <laughs> That's yeah, That's not bad. That's not bad. I like that. That's yeah, good. Um, so, I mean you you came to Para before you came, mate. We we had a pretty tra- uh, traumatic time at the club. You know, we a number of boards, CEOs, coaches, um, and we hadn't made the final since two thousand and nine. Anyway, you came in your first year, um, you know, fresh off, you know, a success at the South and You came and we made our finals uh, in 2017. We had a really good run, actually. Um, one of my fondest memories was that Broncos game towards the back end of the year at Suncorp, and off the kickoff, you scored one of the quickest—I think it's the quickest try—you scored a try in 13 seconds against the Broncos. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was that like scoring that try? It was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it?
2: Man, yeah, no, I remember that year as well. Yeah. Because, um, man, this is where like I have so much respect for BA, and um, I've actually worked with BA before because he was down at Storm, and I was there as a young kid. Ah,
0: that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: but I was still in my rehab phase when they inquired to my manager, well, "What's his movement?" Mm. And so I flew to Sydney. Um, at the old training ground, met up with BA and the coaching and staff, and they were all like in <laughs> the training kit, and I was like in this suit, like on a hot summer day. <laughs> I didn't look out of place, but it was just what he said that made me feel like, oh man, like, alright, everyone makes mistakes. This guy sounds like they they want me there, and so we got the deal done, and I came over and. And obviously, someone trying to change from one extreme to the other. I found my footing in the team. It took a while to adjust. And then, yeah, obviously, we had a good run um,
0: in that game.
2: It was was up in Suncorp, eh?
0: Yeah, it's right up there, Um, yeah, yeah.
2: But, yeah, I, I... Man, I still... When my mates bring it up, I still don't believe... Why he would offload on the first first tackle?
0: Yeah, I know that that was the crazy part about it. Um, we ended up having a right. We ended up getting bundled out in two weeks of the finals. But you know it was it was a really good year for Parra considering where we you know how we traveled before. It was after the salary cap mess. Um, but then you end up you end up retiring um, in 2018 at the time due to chronic back injuries. Did you go on? Is uh, my memory's a bit fuzzy, but did you go on a, a Mormon mission after that? Yeah,
2: I, 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 I did. I, I went the two years of that. Yeah, um, it's all voluntary as well, so you had to save up for a bit to, obviously, allow it to, to make the four two four years. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was a time for me to unwind and just get my my mind out of the footy space and. Trying to get away from, because man, I was when I announced it at that training. I remember the, the last training session we had? I couldn't speak for like ten minutes. Like I it was, I was just so full of emotion had tears running down my face, and I couldn't get a word out because I, I just stood there and I was like, man, I don't know what to say, I don't know how to say it because I was full of emotions. Yeah. And so, and then after that it was like man, five months go by before I actually left and I remember pretty much crying every day because like this whole footy thing was my whole image it was my whole identity and all of a sudden it's not and it wasn't because I wanted to stop playing it was like man I, I can't keep going yeah and so yeah I did the two-year Mormon mission I was up here in Queensland Um. And so I spent some time down in Logan, Brisbane, and then went up north to, um, to uh, Townsville and then Cairns,
0: and then, yeah, finished finish it off down the Brisbane area. So what's involved in that mission? You know, what, what, you spent two years away, but what's actually involved in the day-to-day? Yeah,
2: so it's... A, obviously, the purpose of it is to proselyte. Uh, Proselyting can come in a variety of ways. You can do... you. you can, Um, Do service you you, um, in the form of like helping people if there's someone that needs the the Lawn cut we go over and help them cut Um, And also trying to teach the gospel um, because And then every Every region of the state there's there's missionaries assigned to those regions Mm. Um And then you carry out the work of proselyting and just helping people within within your assigned area. And so a, a day would a day would start at six thirty. Um, you wake up at six thirty. You do some sort of exercise before eight thirty. You got to be dressed, um, and then your daily planning has to start at eight thirty. That will go about thirty minutes, and then you get into some studies. And then you go out and proselyte. Yeah. Um. Yep. And that and that's adjustable between every companion because you go two by two. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got lunch. And then whatever you plan for the rest of the afternoon, that's entirely up to the companionship. Yeah. Um, whether that be going out and find people to teach or go out and do some sort of service or just helping out the local communities with um, whatever they've planned or what you've organized with them. And then usually members of the church would invite you for dinners at night, yep. and so and missionaries are like in in the churches. Missionaries are like these big things, and so would members invite you over for for dinner? Like they really put on a feast, and so oh, how that.
0: Mate, yeah, you, you mentioned you mentioned me for companionship. Let's uh, let's go there a little bit. What's your what's your status at the moment, mate? What's your relationship status? <laughs> We've got a good record on <laughs> the show. We've by got a good way. following on the show. Yeah. We want to make sure that the people out there understand where you, where you stand.
2: Yeah, so I I'm actually married now. Okay. Oh, okay, He's right. married. there you go. Yeah, Sorry, put the ladies. down girls. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm married now. Um, yeah, uh, she's a Gold Coast girl. Um,
0: yeah, I'll be careful. at a
2: church. At Careful, mate. <laughs> I met her at a church act- <laughs> yeah, met her at a church activity a few years back and um yeah, kind of reconnected after my mission and
0: got to know each
2: other and yeah, got married and we we just um yeah, we just got a little bun of joy that came to us a few weeks back. Oh Great. how good. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, a little girl. So yeah,
1: both happy and exhausted at the same time.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I can imagine.
1: <laughs> so you met at church. what were your pick up lines? Did you did you do the um <laughs> Um have you I... read have you read the book of numbers? Can I have yours? <laughs> no. Did you try that? <laughs> try
2: that one? I yeah, I, I would usually like obviously between boys' chats and that usually come up with like pick up lines and but like at that moment it all escaped my mind and so I didn't <laughs> really have anything but um there was a there was a church ball um because it was a camp and so we all arrived on a friday got settled in and church ball was on a monday yep and so i think it was saturday lunch we all came together had lunch at the cafeteria area and i saw her and i'm like holy crap and i was with
1: i need to pray with that girl (laughs) and i um
2: so i was with a mate uh so he's, he's he's still playing. He's on Storm now. He went away and did a mission thing as well and went back to Storm. Young. You might know him. Yeah, Young, yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was with him. I was like, oh, I got to go talk to her. And so I was like, oh, come with me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so,
2: yeah, we <laughs> we walked over and I was like, oh, like all nervous and all and was like, sat down and like, uh, so obviously, hey, how are you, whatever. Like, so there's a church ball on Monday. Like, do you want to go Like, as a partner? <laughs> she straight up rejected me. Oh, really? Oh.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so you had yeah, to turn had the to tide.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was an awkward walk back to my lunch.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Mate, you talk about Young as well. Um, You know, him, I was lucky enough to play with uh, Will Pawati as well. They both did the mission. Did you speak to them at all before you went out to see what it was like?
2: Yeah, so I actually, before Young flew out, I think he went, I think he went to Germany, I, I went down to Melbourne and kind of like just got his feeling about it, how he kind of like got himself into the zone and away from the footy. So he gave me some pointers to what to look forward to. And we kept in contact actually during our missions um, via emails. Yeah, And so, yeah, he was telling what his his experiences are over in Germany. I was telling mine from where I was here in Brisbane. <laughs> and so, yeah, and then I think towards the end of his mission, he started to really speak the language. And I was like, holy, like, I, that's surprising. And yeah. so he really loved his mission. And it's um, quite different to, obviously, the, the culture here in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, in terms of obviously different country, different language, and so his experiences were quite different. Although it was
0: same, same sort of work. Yeah. I will I'm I'm sure he used this one, but he went up to a girl and said, "Hey, my name is Will. God's Will." Oh, Will. Will, <laughs> 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 oh, right.
2: actually, will, will yeah. actually served in Brisbane.
0: Yeah, I know. So, yeah, Queenslander. And right up there.
2: Yeah, and when. When I got assigned to the same areas that he was assigned to, they would they would bring him up, and I was like, "Oh, really? Yeah, I, <laughs> I know Will. Like, yeah. yeah, he served there, and obviously they all loved him and he's saying how good of a missionary he was, and yeah. how he obviously uh, just kept her being that missionary mantle. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. Wow. yeah, cool story for him. I just jumped. On, <laughs> I just jumped on Google, and Ben like, see, "There's some clangers out here. Uh, I listen to this one. <laughs> hey, girl, I heard Jesus called you." Mind If I do the same? Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, well, one more, one more. Here we go. Yeah, obviously referring to Jericho. Yeah. Uh, how many times do I have to uh, walk around you to make you fall for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is
1: the one that got my wife in the bag. I yeah. said, um, "She." I was talking about her feet. I loved her feet. I said, "Do your feet hurt from when you fell from heaven?"
0: Oh, oh. yeah. That's 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 a that's a that's, that's, a, that's a good one. I, uh so I'm unfortunately out of time on the show, but I just wanted to thank you for coming on. I also wanted to um, let people know a bit about what you do as well. Do you want to give a, probably 30 seconds, kind of explain what you're doing now in terms of coaching and, and helping people um, with yeah. some motivation?
2: Yeah, so pretty much uh, I've set up a business, a coaching business for Rugby League. That's just to help bridge the gap between where you are and wanting to play at the, the elite level. Yeah, that's And awesome. so Got targeting the school kids or obviously the Q Cup and Wales Cup kids. Um, I'm not a train. I'm not a personal trainer. I don't have the qualification nor SSC, but it's purely rugby league type training. And so, whatever then the upskilling in terms of skill and, and whatnot.
0: How do people I, find it? How do people find you? How do they get involved? So it's
2: it's it's all through my my current social media. Yep. In, in the motion now to obviously create a website and whatnot. So if they just message me on my social medias, I'll be happy to take them
0: through. There you go, listeners. So jump on Kurosami I mean, Arba's Instagram. Is that the best one, Instagram, American? Instagram or, or Facebook. Done. Instagram or Facebook. So I mean, I actually got to say, I've, I've got to, um, I've, I've played, looking back at my career, like I said, we had a lot of uh, turnover of players, coaches, CEOs. I played with over 100 players at the one club, but. You stuck out because you're you're definitely wide different to most players I played with. You're you're a deep thinker. You um, were very like sure of who you were as a person as well. You never like formed like you had to. You never felt like you had to fit into the crowd. You always were your own person. You were such a gun and a professional on the field, and you brought this level of confidence and um, you made people around you feel more confident to have you in the team because you delivered when it mattered. And yeah, you know, that's a really special gift. Not a lot of players have. A lot of players are good and consistent, but not a lot of players can instill belief in players around them. That's what you used to do, which was really good. So I've got no doubt that people going to you for coaching and learning are going to get so much value out of that. We appreciate your time. We wish you all the best with your newborn, and hopefully uh, we can't wait to hear about all this uh, coaching and how it launches and kicks off into the next level, mate. Thank you again for your time on the show.